You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. Long time no see. I know, I know. I know it's been a while between vacation and not feeling well. And flu and shots and COVID flu shots and... And everything we just kept postponing, but this is the third time, so third time's a charm. Well, we we were trying to keep ourselves safe, and along the lines of safety, uh, this is a good segue to let everybody know that October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I know this is at the end of October, but better late than never, right? And my birthday, woohoo! And your birthday, okay. never Happy mind. Birthday. <laughs> Thank you. It's the it's the birthday month. It's the birthday month. Mine's in December, so then we can we can record again then. <laughs> Okay. We won't wait that long. Anyway, so we are going to be discussing some cybersecurity stuff. So that's why we're calling this Cytober. This is the month of Cytober for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Uh, we'll have some links in the show notes. And uh, I don't know, what, what do you want to start talking about first? So we let's start talking about, um, before we get into that topic, I have a couple of new toys that I got that I wanted to share. And I put some links in our show notes. Um, the first thing is, let me get my video over here so I can show you. I think I showed this to you and Kevin, but I finally did get it. This is an Anchor battery pack. It's a wireless MagSafe. You see the circle on the back. So I'm showing Elisa on the camera here mm -hmm. and I'll have yep. a link so you can see pictures. And, and it's shocking course, to me that it's purple. Right. Of course, you can guess what color it is. So it now matches my Anchor purple. I guess it's uh, lavender or violet. It's a very light shade of purple, but I, I like it. And uh, it's it's a nice little, it's it's thin. It's not too, too thick. I mean, you know, it takes up a considerable amount of a chunk of space on the back. But hey, when you're when you're charging. And so what's cool about it is now this is I'm going to show you, you had some questions about MagSafe charging. So here's my 12 mini. And this is what it looks like when I just stick it on the back of my 12 mini. So you can see it does stick out the bottom just a little tiny bit. It's not that big of a deal. I can still carry it in my pocket like that. Um, and what's interesting, and, I'll, and I wanted to show you this too. So one of the other things that I got in addition to this ang Anchor, what's it called? It's called the Anchor MagSafe Portable Charger. It says 5K wireless portable charger with USB-C cable, and it's a battery pack. And this is only compatible with MagSafe. But the other thing that you can do is you can charge your devices by plugging in a USB cable, um, USB to lightning or USB to USB, depending on what you need from the bottom port here. So it can act as a charger for both. The other thing that I like about it is it will charge your phone while it's plugged in and charging the battery pack. It does have pass-through charging, which is really cool. But this is funny now, so watch this. So in preparation, the other thing that I got, because I told you that I plan on, I'm waiting till November just to see if there's gonna be any, any sales or any deals, because why not? I mean, it's only like a month away. So I'm just gonna wait a little bit longer till I order my iPhone 15 Pro. I've decided to get one of those. So I already got a shockingly purple case for it. <laughs> and you mm -hmm. can see it has the MagSafe ring on there. But check this out. My my 12 mini fits inside of it. That's how much smaller it is. It fits mm -hmm. right inside of the case. Isn't that cute? So yeah. I am going to miss the mini uh, form factor, but I'm glad that I got, a, I got the case ahead of time because now I can kind of practice and see just how much larger it's going to be. And I think it's going to be fine. You can see I have my sticking all of my magnetic things on here for Elisa giving her a little show. Uh, this is my pop socket with wallet. The purple pop socket purple on the pop purple socket. battery on the purple 
case, case, which will go on the purple phone with my with my purple watch band <laughs> <laughs> and my and my purple uh, AirPods case. I'll show you that next. Um, but before I show you that, so here is the iPhone 15 Pro case with the MagSafe, the wireless MagSafe portable charger. Stick that on the back. And here, what's interesting, it still sticks out the bottom just a little bit because the iPhone 15 Pro is just a little bit smaller. They, I think when they designed these for probably the, the 12, the 13, and the 14 form factor. So it is just a tiny little bit shorter, the, the iPhone 15 Pro will be. So the case, I mean, the sorry, the, the MagSafe charger still hangs off the bottom just a little bit. Not enough to bother me, but you know, for people who are picky about that, but it does it does fit snug right up against the bottom mm. lip of the yeah, camera. It does the camera ring. So I think it fits nice, and it's nice and secure. So so I'm gonna like that. And then uh, because there was Prime Day again, I can't miss out on a good Prime Day. I did finally break down and got another set of AirPods Pro, the same set that you have, the AirPods Pro Two, but these have the USB C um, connector on the bottom. And the only reason I wanted that is because I want everything to be USB-C eventually. Mm. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the day when everything is just the same connector so I can just travel with the, right. the minimal yeah. amount of cables and adapters and all that kind of stuff. But I did get this cute little purple cover for my AirPods Pro 2, and it charges with the cover on so I don't have to take it off. That has been the problem with my older AirPods is that I have this cute little... Um, I got this cute little camera case, and I, I posted a link to that in previous show notes. And But see how thick it is, which is nice. It protects it really well. But I, I got this because it has the AirTag holder in it. Well, now with the new AirPods Pro 2, I don't have to have a separate AirTag in order to be able to find it. So now the case is Now, is searchable. that an AirTag or is that a – it looks more like a watch puck. It is an AirTag. Yep. It's, it's, it's designed so that the AirTag fits in there, and it looks like a little camera. So okay. they're taking advantage of, you know, having the bulge yeah. on the side of it to make it look functional. So compare that with this. And now this is just much slimmer and I don't have to take the case off. Whereas when I lay this down on my anchor charger to wirelessly charge it, I have to peel the two pieces off and then lay it down flat like that. So I have to take the case off each and every time. So now I won't have to do that anymore. I mean, it comes off easy enough, but it's just one more thing to have to mess with. So I've been really happy with those little, those new little toys. And um, the, I don't know if you've tried this or not, but your AirPods 2, AirPods Pro 2, you can place it on a watch puck and it will charge. So there's multiple ways that you can charge that little thing. So that makes me oh. really happy. I like having options. Yeah, I just use a Qi charger. Mm-hmm. It acts like a Qi charger. Um, so I have links to those. So I have a link to the... Um, the Anchor Magnetic Portable Charger. Now that wasn't a that was not an Amazon Prime deal, but it is still on sale. So it's significantly less than it was. It was like fifty. Now it's on sale for thirty something. So it's a pretty good deal if you don't mind it hanging off the bottom just a little bit. So that's why I wanted to talk about that in case that does bother people. And like I said, I'll have links and pictures in the show notes. And um, what was your was, did that answer your question about the MagSafe charging? Yeah, I was just curious if it would work. I've seen other podcasts and other podcasters talking about it, video podcasts, and they always put it on the naked phone. 
Oh. So I wasn't sure if like could does this does work through a case, right? As yes. long as it's a MagSafe as case. As long as it's a MagSafe case, it has to have that ring. So for example, here's another good example. So this is an iPhone XR. This is going to be Keegan's eventually. Um, I got this used off of a friend. Thank you very much. Um, but you can notice that the case is just plain. It does not have the ring on it. So I can... I can charge this wirelessly. I can put this on here, but it's going to fall right off because there's nothing holding it on. So it will charge it. I don't know if you can see that or not. It's too bright. Yeah. So when I put it on there, it will charge it, but it has to be laying flat. You can't just pick it up and walk away with it because there's no ring on it. But they do make, and I have, um, let's see, was it this? Some other product that I bought actually came with in the box. It had additional stickers that have the magnetic ring so that I could put it on here. And it actually has a template where you can hold it up to the phone so that it aligns in the area where it charges because there's a coil inside of the phone. Right. And you have to get it aligned just right. And so if you use a template, you can put the sticker on here. It's just a sticker. And all it does is just align it and keep it stuck to the case so that it's magnetic. Whereas these cases have the ring built into it. So like you have the Apple case, the silicone, the silicone case, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. it's built inside of it. But the nice thing about the Apple cases is I don't think the ring is visible, whereas these other knockoff versions, you can see no. the ring. You can see it on the inside, not the outside. Right. And so you can actually see it on the outside. So if you're the type of person that wants a clean look, you probably want to go with the Apple silicone cases because it's, it, it hides the ring, whereas this one is um, transparent, so you'll actually see it. But with my... With my wallet and my battery pack on there, you don't see it anyway. So it doesn't bother me as much. So let's see what else. Uh, what else? Oh, I did get some. I'll have links to these in the show notes. I got some screen protectors. I haven't tried them yet, but I have gotten this brand before several times. So I already know that I like the brand. So I'm pretty sure that I will like this brand too. It's a tempered glass lens protector. It even has the, the cover that goes over the camera in the back. So I'm all ready to protect my devices as soon as I buy them and take them out of the box. I'll be able to put a case and a um, glass screen protector on it right away. And that makes me really happy. So that's talking about protecting our devices, the hardware version of it. And now we're going to talk about protecting more of the software end of things, your passwords and things like that. So like I said, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and we will have a link in the show notes to the CISA.gov website. And CISA stands for Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And I would encourage people to go check out that site. I actually learned about this from macOS Ken, so hat tip to macOS Ken. Um, he has several podcasts where he talks about security and he mentioned this one just the other week. So this is really a really important resource that everybody checks out. And that's what I have to say about that. Now for our next trick, should we talk about, well, let's talk about one password a little bit because it wouldn't be cybersecurity awareness month without <laughs> a little discussion on one password and or geekiest show ever if we don't make at least a passing reference exactly to one password exactly exactly so one of the things that we wanted to share with our listeners is did you know that one password actually has a free university that you can you can check out you can sign up you need a username and login and it's a free resource and we'll link to it in the show notes but it's really easy to get to it's onepassword.university and that will take you to the login page where you can create an account it's free 
And then you can sign up for courses. And I don't know about you, you've taken, I think we've even talked about it, you've taken online courses before. It's that same kind of um, setup. We both went through some of the courses um, over the past couple of weeks, and uh, we both kind of had the same thing to say. It's a little on the clunky side. Um, I will take some more time to evaluate this and try to put into words what about it I think makes it clunky, but it's, it's the navigation. Just, exactly. It's the navigation. It's getting mm-hmm. from point A to point B is not as smooth as you would like it to be, Yeah. but the class itself I think is very straightforward and it doesn't give you too much information. Right. It's very simplified and sleek. Um, I just think that it's a little clunky, I would say, for you know, maybe senior citizens, you know, people of a vintage age that might not have as much experience with navigating websites. Um, Or I don't even know, like, I don't know how young of an age. I mean, I think it's never too early to learn about password security. I've been teaching my kids about it since they were little, since they learned how to type in a four digit pin in in, on the iPad, you know. Um, But for younger people, maybe, maybe they'd be able to figure it out. But there's just that that problem that you kind of have to figure it out. It's it's not as easy to navigate. Um, it, it starts out very simple. You know, it says start here. They break it out into three different categories. The first one is functionality. The second one is discovery hub. And the third one is industry. So if you're just a, a regular person who's not working in the industry, you can skip the industry one probably. I mean, of course, I want to learn about it because I do work in industry. Um, but the first two, the functionality, and you could probably skip the discovery hub too because that's more for geeks and nerds like us that probably want to learn about new upcoming features, whereas maybe typical users might just want to stick with the functionality one. And so then there's, you know, these get getting started courses. But once you click on the view the courses, then you can choose which courses you want to enroll in. And then it will basically keep track of which courses you've been enrolled in and which courses you've passed. And it'll kind of give you like badges. It kind of gamifies it a little bit. So do you remember which one? Which one did you start with? I started with one password for all. That's the I'm looking at. Yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I actually, before I started with that one, see, this is where it got a little bit confusing because when I started out with that one, let me see if I if, see if it takes me to it. It says, you know, something, um, if, you've, if you've already taken the course that talks about um, how passwords are cracked, you learn the, how real the risk of attack is. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I didn't take that course. So I had to go back and then take that course called How Passwords Are Cracked. So that was what kind of threw me off a little bit. So I started this course and I was like, well, wait a minute. It, it's already assuming that I've completed the course, how passwords are cracked, but I only just started with getting started with passwords. So that, that's what threw me off a little bit. How about you? Did you take the how passwords are cracked? Um, doesn't sound familiar. I did getting started with one password, go beyond logins, and now I'm up to stay secure with Watchtower, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing about these classes, it's not time consuming. Yes. If you have 10 minutes here, five minutes there, you can take a class. It's partially video and the video itself was what, a minute, mm-hmm. Very maybe a minute videos. and a half. Very short videos. Very and because they're And because they're uh, attached via YouTube, you can increase the speed, which is what I always do. So you can listen at one and a quarter, one and a half speed. Or rewind and, it and go back. and Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can go back a few seconds if you miss something. And they also have it uh, with just read the page. And the other thing I do like is they'll say, well, this is how you create a password. 
Windows, Android, mm-hmm. Mac, iOS. So if you're not a Windows user, you can just skip that part. Right. So you're not reading information that is not applicable to you. You can kind of tailor it. Yeah, so so that's kind of a brief overview of 1Password University. Again, we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but like I said, it's very easy to get to. You can probably remember it and go check it out, 1Password.University. And uh, go take some courses and give us some feedback and let us know what you thought. See if you thought it was cumbersome or did you think it was easy or, you know, which courses did you like the best? Do you want to talk about Watchtower a little bit? Yeah, so let me get into here. So we're both opening up our 1Password on our Macs. Yep. So Watchtower is, uh, it has a bunch of different tiles inside of it within 1Password. And it gives you a, a password strength score. It tells you what the compromised passwords are, vulnerable, or if you're reusing your passwords a lot, how many times you're reusing them. So it's really making sure that your security is as good as it can get. Uh, weak passwords, it tells you how many how many websites you have an account for that are unsecured. It tells you what password, what, I'm sorry, what websites have two-factor authentication available that you haven't used. But it also shows you which websites have pass keys available. What's a pass key? <laughs> pass keys are a more secure alternative to passwords. Save pass keys to these items to upgrade your security. And then when you click on it, it gives you a list of all the different websites that you have accounts for that have pass keys available. I have 100, I don't know how I made it to this nice even round number, but I have 100 pass keys available. I have 17. <laughs> However, some of these, it's not really 17 because this is showing it in both my vault yes. and my shared vault. Right. So I really only have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Because the rest of them are belong to their are, family members and things like that. No, they don't belong. They're mine in a, in a shared vault. In a shared vault. See, and I'm, I'm sharing my one password with um, several other family members. So, so I have both family members and guests. So like there's, there's things that we're sharing for like a family member that we're, that we're managing health care for. So if I'm sharing this with my family members and say like my kids, you know, that was one example. I was like, well, you know, which ones, which ones of these are compromised? Well, it's one of my kids' Twitter accounts and one of my kids' Instagram accounts and another one that they signed up for school. And, you know, there's like a couple different um, websites where those, those uh, passwords have been compromised, but they don't belong to me personally, but they belong to somebody within the, my family group. So that overall um, it, it's a combined score so that, so like, for example, I'll just share mine. Mine's 398. It's weak. And that's because I have family members who I need to crack the whip on and say, hey, you got to change that password or stop reusing that password or dad. Now, what did I tell you about reusing the same password? Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds of things. But it is it is getting better. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of improvement over the years, but it's still got a long ways to go. Um, there's a lot of reused passwords. There's a lot of weak passwords. And, you know, weak passwords, you could have a lot of really great passwords. But if you have several accounts that their requirement is a passcode, it still counts as a password for whatever reason, then that's going to contribute to your score because, you you know, they only want you to have four digits. Well, that's, you know, that's the problem of the designer of whatever that service is that requires that four-digit pin. So that can bring your score down, too. So. 
I, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into it, but it is something I would definitely pay attention mm -hmm. to because it will illuminate things for you and let you know where you're reusing things and where things have been duplicating. So it's definitely something you got to check out. So back to pass keys. Um, so let's talk about pass keys now. Uh, last time we talked about this last episode and I was saying how kind of my first entry into this was again, back to the family member that were, that were sharing uh, healthcare management duties. And we decided that in order to keep that family member safe, <clears throat> excuse me, we didn't want to, we didn't want to remove the two factor authentication because, you know, there's lots of information that's being passed back and forth for this healthcare, um, for this family member. And so we wanted to make sure that their email address stayed secure. So in order for us to be able to share the duties of, of having to log into that account, um, I created a pass key for each one of us on each one of our devices. So now no matter who, whether it's the, the patient themselves or whether it's um, myself or my husband or an in-law, any one of us can log into their email account and get the information that we need to pass along to the person because we're maintaining it, but we can use pass keys now and nobody has to say, hey, you know, I'm sorry if you're at work, but I need the, the two-factor authentication code. Can you text it to me? Knowing full ball, it's going to expire in a couple minutes. And that, that was always kind of the holdup. That was always the problem where having just one person who's the power of, um, what is it called? The power of attorney being set as the person who receives the verification codes, that was becoming problematic because we couldn't get the codes we needed at the time when we were in the office trying to log into something, trying to get another verification code. And, you know, it was just getting really messy. Now that we all have pass keys, everybody can access that account securely using the biometrics on each of our phones, whether that be touch ID or face ID or, you know, unlocking our phones with, with a code, we can all access it. So that was my first um, introduction to using pass keys. And now I just want to make a pass key for everything because it's just cool. And what uh, one password will do in Watchtower is it will tell you which of these accounts that you have logged in with your, or, you know, accounted for in your one password database. It shows you which of those items now have pass keys available. And so just today, breaking news da, 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 from geekiest show ever, um, we just found out that Amazon is now making it easier and safer for you to access your account with passwordless sign-in. And this is, uh, we have two articles for you, one from 9to5Mac and the other one from about Amazon.com. So actually from the source um, from Amazon where they talk about how just today, you know, you can now use uh, pass keys to log into your devices. So Elise and I are going to do a little experiment here. <laughs> Uh, live and on the live, air. Live and we're going to screw it up for you so that you don't have to. <laughs> so we're going to try to evaluate this and just see how easy, how difficult, how cumbersome this is going to be. So we both decided to take one for the team. I guess we're taking two for the team. <laughs> we're each going to try it. So, Elisa, you're going to try it on your iPhone and I'm going to nope, try it on no, my iPad. On your iPad. Yep. It's not. We're going to update our mm -hmm. Amazon account to pass keys right. for whatever reason, it's not available on my phone on the Amazon shopping app, but it is on my iPad. Yeah, so be checking your app store. So right now we just did before we pressed record. And as of today, the Amazon app has not been updated for six days. So supposedly, they're going to be rolling out a new Amazon app update. But like you said, so we checked in the iPhone version of the Amazon app, and it's not available. But you said that it is available 
on the iPad, which is very interesting to me that yeah. it's available even though it hasn't been updated for six days. So we don't know what gives there, but we're going to yeah, try to figure it out. doesn't make any sense. No. Nope. But in order to get there, you would open up your Amazon shopping app. You'd go to your account, and then you go to account settings, login, and security. Oops, I gotta. Do, I'm gonna try, try to it as in. you're as you're doing this. I'm gonna try it on the iPhone just because I want to see what it looks like for myself. Okay. okay. So you're doing it on the iPad, and I'm doing it on, on the, the iPhone. iPad. Then you see login and security, and has my name, my email address, my phone number. Then it says pass key, which we'll skip for a moment. Then it has with the uh, hidden is the password. Then it you can turn on or off two step verification. And then if you think your account was compromised, you would hit the start button. Right. So and on the iPhone, going- the passkey section is missing. It goes from, it just says name, email, primary mobile number, password, two-step verification, and compromised account. There is no passkey section. So you're saying on the iPad, the passkey section does show up. Yep. So I'm going to hit set up. Okay. And it says passkeys are an easier and safer way to sign in than passwords. It works with the same face, fingerprint, or PIN you already use to unlock your device. We don't store your face, fingerprint, or PIN data. And then it also has more about passkeys, and there's uh, four different little drop-downs that you can read about, like use passkey on different devices, including computer. So it says, for example, after you set up a passkey, it's saved in your cloud service account, example, Apple or Google you'll be able to use it on all devices associated with that account. And then it talks about sharing passkeys with friends and family, using passkeys with two-step verification and privacy. So I'm going to click on Setup, and it says to save a passkey, you need to enable iCloud Keychain. You can enable iCloud Keychain in Settings, Apple ID, iCloud Password. So I'm going to click on Turn on Keychain. That's interesting, and that bugs me, and I'll tell you why, because on so many of my clients that I teach how to use one password, I always disable the keychain because they don't use it anyway. They don't even know that it's there, and sometimes they're using it accidentally and they don't want to be. So I've been disabling iCloud yeah, keychain because I, I only want them to be having the passwords autofilled from one password. So that's going to bug me right there. Okay. So I went back to Amazon. It says... Choose how to manage your passkeys. You can allow iCloud Keychain to manage your passkeys in settings, password, password options. And then it has two choices, open password options or other options. So I'm going to click on other. Are you going to look to you, see? Well, I'm, I'm not clicking anything yet. Uh-huh. Use Touch ID to sign in. Choose where to save a passkey for Amazon. And it has clicked iPhone, iPad, or Android device. Save a passkey on a device with a camera. Or use a security key, use an external security key, which I don't have. So let me go back. Oh, this is interesting. I got something different, but I'm going to let you finish what you're doing. Okay. If you go back to password options, it it, it brings me into settings and it already has checked off one password. Yeah. When I went to try to do it, when when I tapped set up right away, it didn't say anything about disabling uh, iCloud keychain or anything, it came right up with one password and it says create a passkey, a passkey for our email address will be saved and available on devices where one password is installed. And then I can tap continue and it will let me, it'll take me right into one password where I can do something next. Except it's not 
That's interesting. But I'm not going to go forward with that because I want to do the experience on the web. So okay. on your iPad, it took you to a part where it told you to go into settings and enable iCloud Keychain, correct? Right. But then it brings me to password options within settings under passwords. And it has use passwords and pass right. keys from okay. iCloud passwords and keychain or one password or Chrome. And it, one password is clicked. Mm-hmm. However, when I go back to Amazon, it's let, not letting me go any further. This is under one password option. So I'm there on my iPad now. So you went to passwords, unlocked it, and then password options. And then, yeah, I have one password checked, but I do not have iCloud passwords and keychain checked either. And then with verification codes, I have one password checked, but I don't have, I also have Bidwarden installed in here just because I'm tinkering with it. But I, the only one that I have a check mark next to is one password. I do not have iCloud passwords okay. and keychain checked for either. Okay. So but if I go I- back a page, it says share passwords and pass keys. You can safely and securely share passwords and pass keys that you choose with family, friends, and other close contacts. Get started. And that's in, so that's a setting in iPadOS 17. Okay, I'm at the QR code. Oh, interesting. So you can create a new, okay, so I'm going to cancel. I'm going to get out of this. I'm just going to leave that Okay, so I'm at the QR, but here's here's the thing. You need to have, this is on my iPad, you need to have another device that's running iOS 17. And do you? In order, <laughs> I do. I have okay. my phone. Right. So scan this QR code. So let mm-hmm. me open up my f- camera. It says scan this QR code with a device running iOS 17 or later, or another compatible device to save a, a device to save a pass key for Amazon. So save a pass. All right. So now what I'm doing is my camera is on the QR code. And it pops up, save a pass key. So I click on that. So the iPad generated a QR code that you scanned with your iPhone? Yes. Hmm. So now on my phone, oh, yeah. it says to <laughs> save a pass key, you need to enable iCloud Keychain. So let me turn that on. Now I'm on my phone. So all of this is happening because you didn't turn on iCloud Keychain because you have a password enabled instead, Correct. Correct. So do I have to do this again? I wonder. I think I have to do that. This is like not not simple. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is X out. Open password options. See, this is really. And you never got the um, you never got the prompt about using one password either. So I'm going to go back to setup. Yeah, see, because go back into your 1Password settings and and see if, try to set yours like mine. Make sure that there's a check mark next to 1Password. It is. Okay, Okay. so now I'm back in on my phone. A pass key for my my email address will be saved in iCloud Keychain and available on all your devices. Now, why is it iCloud Keychain and not 1Password? Because mine has, I have that same message, but it's 1Password. I'm going to hit continue. Okay, now it says setup complete. I'm back on my iPad. Setup complete. Next time you can sign in with your pass key instead of your password. Sharing this Amazon account 
with someone who wants to sign in with a passkey, they'll need to set up their own. Now it says one passkey saved, which I can delete. You can delete it. And then yep. what happens, I wonder? You go back to login and security passkey. So let me go onto my phone to Amazon. And let me log out. See, and I did it on my iPad to see if it would sync to my I- my Mac, and it hasn't yet. And I wonder what will make that do it, because I had it save it directly into 1Password. I didn't even bother with Keychain because I wanted to see if it would be available. Okay, now this is interesting. Now Passkey is on my phone. What do you mean it's on your phone? It wasn't before. Now it is. Oh, and really? when I click on passkey, it says one passkey was saved. Interesting. So that means it's on my phone and maybe it's on the computer too. See, that's where I'm looking and I'm not seeing anything. Oh, yes, it does. So interesting. So now it does say passkey created October 23rd. So let me look. So on. it did update it in one password, but it, this time it... it it kept my username. It now entered a passkey field. And this is all without me having to edit anything. It still retained the password in case I wanted to revert back to that for whatever reason. It also still has a one-time password, which generates an, um, an authentication code. So I can log into my Amazon account with any of this stuff. So now I'm going to try, I'm going to log out of my Amazon on the Mac. So I'm I'm looking at my Mac and I'm in Safari and I'm going to log out. I'm going to sign out of my Amazon account. And it completely took me out. So I have to add the account back. And I'm going to use one password to log back in and see if it will log me back in with a pass key. Oh, and that's interesting. Now on in Safari, when I click from the drop down menu, so I have multiple Amazon accounts in here because remember I said I'm sharing it with a family. So I have, I can see my kids' Amazon accounts, my husband's Amazon account, and my Amazon account. And then there's one that we're sharing. So the one that we're sharing now has a little purple icon that looks like a person with a key next to it. And so that tells me that that's the one that now has the pass key. So I'm going to select that. And again, this is on my Mac in Safari. I've selected that from the drop down as the email that I want to enter using one password to log in. I click continue. It fills in the password. I click sign in. Now it seems to me like it just used the, the password. It didn't, even though it has the icon indicating that it's a pass key, it seemed like it still used the regular username and password to log me in. So I'm going to go back to accounts now. I'm going to go back to account. Again, this is in Safari on my Mac. And I'm using the drop down menu where it says hello and it says your name. It says accounts and lists. So I'm clicking where it says your account and I'm clicking the word account. It takes me to a page that says your account. And in the middle column, it says login and security. Edit login name and mobile number. 
And then it says login and security. It has the name, email, primary phone number. Then it says pass key. Below that, it says password, two-step verification, and compromised accounts, similar to what it shows on the iPad. But in this mm -hmm. instance, I'm going to click edit. So under pass key, it doesn't say that there is a pass key, even though I did it on my iPad, right. because mm -hmm. that pass key has only been generated on the iPad. So now I'm going to click the edit button in Safari on my Mac that says pass key. And now, oh, see, now it does say one pass key saved. Yeah, so does mine. Here's an interesting thing. I'm going to stop here and pause because when I did this in Google, Google allows you to rename that passkey, like it'll just say, for example, it'll say passkey generated on, on Mac OS 10 or, or, um, or iPhone. I think it'll just say iPhone. Well, there's four of us with, actually there's five of us with iPhones that are accessing that account. And I wanted to be able to keep track of who was who just because I could. And now I can see where that could, that could come in handy because if you ever need to revoke one, let's say, let's say somebody, I don't know, let's say their, their phone got compromised or something. Well, you'd want to revoke that that passkey for that person. Like say, let's say, you know, for example, this is terrible, but it's happened in the past. Let's say my iPhone, my husband's iPhone got stolen. Let's say one of the kids figured it out or something. Well, I would want to protect my other family member's Google account by deleting that passkey just to keep them safe if there was ever a reason, you know, that they could do that. Um, and so in Amazon, it just says one passkey saved. It doesn't allow you to edit any of that. So that's telling me, just like on your end, Elisa, that we have both created or generated a passkey with our iPads. So now if I click add passkey, I wonder if it will let me somehow distinguish between the fact that this is now going to be a passkey I'm generating with my Mac. Whereas in Google, you can. So I named each passkey for each person, but I'm not seeing that option here on Amazon just yet. So now this is interesting. So I've clicked add passkey on my Mac in Safari. And now something slides over on the right side from one password mm -hmm. and it says save passkey. I can either choose a new item or I can update existing. Now, if I update existing, is that going to override the existing passkey that I've made for the iPad? So now I'm not sure That's what I should what do. what I'm wondering. So what, all right, I'm going to X out of it. What I did, let me cancel. Um, what I did when I did the Google is I made a copy of my password. Mm-hmm. Because I was afraid that the password field would be gone. Right. But and it see, wasn't. When I, when I did it for Google, I must have selected new item because I now have two entries for that Google account. One of them is the passkey and the other one is the password. But now I'm just going to just for the sake of, of experimentation um, on my Mac, the default that has been selected for me is update existing. And it already has the radio button circled for me under my Amazon account that I'm that I'm generating this pass key for, just like it did on my iPad, but now I'm on my Mac. So I'm going to click save and see what happens because I already, I already looked now at what it. Now it shows, says. yeah, and now yep. it shows two pass keys saved. Yep, it says two pass keys saved. It just says two pass keys saved on one line item. There's no differentiation between, you know, which ones those are. I'm going to go back to one password on my Mac and I'm going to look at it now. And now it says, it just says passkey created October 23rd. It doesn't give me a timestamp. 
So that's interesting. And there's nothing to see. Even if I click edit, all I could do is minus it. There's nothing to see. And it doesn't give me a timestamp. So there's just as mm. far as one. No, it password. does. It does. Down, all the way down at the bottom. Modified. Okay. Modified. Right. Okay. 1243. But if you go in and you yeah. change something, like if you say, well, instead of my email address being A, I'm going to make it B, that changes the modification date. So right. then you're not going to know. No, actually it does right here. It says passkey created October 23rd, 2023. Yeah, but it doesn't give me a timestamp because I had that before I came in here. Yeah, not a, not a time, but it's mm -hmm. telling you the day. Now, this yeah, is something else to keep in mind. And I had read this somewhere else also. This updated my personal vault. This did not update the vault I share with Tom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would have to create another pass key to use in the vault I share with him. Right. And this one, this one that I am updating, this is one that we do share. So this did update the one in the vault that I share with Nate. So... But this is what confuses me, though, is there's only one line item for the passkey in one password, but mm -hmm. it says that there are two passkeys saved in the right. Amazon accounts, you know, so I could, I have the option to delete all, or I could add another passkey. So right. I'm going to log but, out of both and see what happens now. But that's the thing. Like, why is it allowing you to do two for the same person? Mm -hmm. You are because you know, I use two different devices because it's per device. But it seemed like it. It seems like because your login is the same into Amazon, same name, same password, whether you use Safari for the Mac, Chrome for the Mac, your mm -hmm. iPad, your iPhone, your. Um, you know, the web browser through the iPad or the actual Amazon app, it's all going to be the same. So you would think that once you created that pass key, it, and it, all right, how do I word this correctly? Okay, maybe <laughs> this is my question. Maybe, maybe, see, pass keys I find very, very confusing. When you create a pass key, we, when you create a pass key on your phone, uh -huh. For Amazon. Does that passkey only reflect your phone? Or is that passkey supposed to work on your iPad and on your computer? Because according to Amazon, it works on all three. Because mm -hmm. I created it on my iPad, but it showed up in my settings on my computer. See, and in Google it seemed like it was tied to my Apple ID because I can log into that one person's Google account on whether it's my iPhone, whether it's my iPad, whether it's my Mac, using my pass key that was generated for me. And it doesn't matter which device I'm using. But in okay, this I'm instance in Amazon, it's confusing because it shows I have two pass keys, which makes sense Correct. because I used my Mac and I used my iPad to do it. So that's two devices, not one person, but two devices. Okay. I so signed it is very out of, confusing. So I'm looking now to out. see like if I can see what you saw when I, I now I'm now I have my iPhone in front of me and I oh I quit the Amazon app and I relaunched it. Now I'm gonna go to the little hamburger okay. menu. I'm gonna go to account. 
and I'm going to go to, uh, where is it? Login and security. It Face ID. It unlocks. Okay. Yep. Okay. And now it says pass key. Sign in the same way you unlock okay. your device by using face, fingerprint, or pin. And I could edit that if I wanted to. So now I just signed into Amazon on my phone and it popped up two of the exact same sign-ins via one password. Here, let me, let me do it with you. I'll sign out again. Make it easier. So settings. All right, so sign out. Let me sign out. Okay, so now I'm going to sign back in. And this is this on is your on, iPhone, right? This is on my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to sign in. And what pops up, let me get to the camera so you can see it. So do you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So what's popping up is a key and it says, choose an account to sign into Amazon. And it has my email address and it shows a little one password icon to the left. They're both exactly the same because I have two pass keys now. Mm-hmm. So I hit continue. One that you generate on your iPad and one that you generate on your iPhone. Yep. I hit continue. It looked at my face ID. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Now, can you log out and choose the second one? <laughs> It'll be the same thing, but it's just that you've got two pass keys, each yep. one generated by a different device. Now, if I, so I'm going to switch over to the Mac now. So now I logged out of the Amazon account. I'm in Safari on my Mac and I'm running Sonoma in case that matters. Um, I'm relogging back into the Amazon website. Uh, the sign-in page just offers the email address. So I, I input the email address with one password. It's autofilled. I'm going to click continue. And now I have, and now in, in, now I have two choices. I can either click in the password field and from the dropdown choose the Amazon account. And it, it lets me know that it, you know, it's one of the ones with the pass key because it has the little purple person and key icon. Except I'm not going to do that. I'm going to move my mouse pointer down a little bit further. And now there's a new button that didn't exist before. The new button now says sign in with a pass key. It doesn't say, say sign in with pass key. It says sign in with a pass key. So I'm going to click it and see if it gives me a choice. Now I just click the button and it's not doing anything. Okay, there it is. So now, just similarly to you, Lisa, I got a little a little slide over on the right side of my screen on my Mac that says sign in with a pass key. And it gives me the choice in one password, just one though, just one choice. And I can click the purple button that has that same icon. So that's a universal icon now with little person with the key next to it. It's purple, indicating that it's a pass key that's saved in one password. I'm going to click that purple button that says sign in. And it's going to load my account and now I'm in. So what's interesting to me is even though Amazon says I have two pass keys that are generated, I'm going to go back to one password. I'm just going to quit one password and reopen it and see if that makes a difference. Because one password was still just showing that I have, yeah, just that I have one pass key entry. So I have this one Amazon login entry. Because I only have one because my husband and I share it. So it's in our shared vault. And it still has the username, the passkey, the date that it was created. It doesn't show anything. You can't click anything. It's just a date. And then it still has the password. And it still has the one-time password in case I wanted to go back to, for whatever reason, in case I wanted to go back to that way of logging in. So it preserved the old way of logging in. And it added to it this passkey. But it doesn't tell me I have two pass keys and one password. It just says that I have one, one pass key. 
but yet on the iPad, it says that I have two pass keys. Now let me go back to the iPad. I'm gonna go back to, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna force quit the app, Amazon, and I'm gonna go back to the Amazon app and launch it. Now it takes me right back, it logs me back in, so this time I'm gonna log out. So I'm gonna go to the little hamburger menu in the lower right corner, and I'm gonna go to account, and then I'm gonna scroll all the way down, see if I can, now where's the place where you log out in here? It's different. Switch accounts. Maybe if I go to login and security, is there a way to log out go, from there? Go to, those, go to those three little lines at the bottom right. Right, mm-hmm. And then you'll see settings, and that's where you log out. So the, the three little bottom. dots in the, in the bottom, three little dots, and then it should slide up. Oh, okay, I had to, I had to scroll up. So settings. And then sign and out sign is at the bottom. Sign out. Okay, sign out. So you are signed in as, I'm going to tap sign out. So now I'm signed out. I'm going to sign back in. So I'm going to tap on the three little lines, little hamburger menu. And I just tapped it. Okay, I'm going to go down to the very, very bottom, scroll down, and tap Sign In. And then, okay, so now here, so here's my iPad. Let's see if you can see it. My brightness is way up high, though. Oh, this is interesting. see this? Look Look at how many entries I have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I have multiple, I have multiple accounts, but they're not the same one. There's a different email address for each one. Except, no, now there are, oh, this, See, this is interesting. This is interesting because when I signed back into my phone, it I chose which account and boom, it signed me in. Now on my iPad, it's saying I can either enter my password or I can sign in with passkey. So Just I like I did the on pass- the Mac. Now here's what's interesting. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight different one password entries for Amazon now. And that's because I have separate email addresses, but some of these are duplicated. And I think that's because I have different vaults. So it's just showing me everything that I have for Amazon. But this one email address in particular that my husband and I share, the the difference is one says amazon.com one password. And the other one says a.co, one password. Hmm. So I'm going to try, there's actually three of them. So I'm going to try the one that says a.co and see what that gets me. Now it asks me for my fingerprint. And now it asks me for the Amazon password or sign in with a passkey. So I'm going to choose sign in with a passkey. Now it says sign in with your passkey. You will be signed into Amazon with your passkey for and, and the email address. And then it says continue or sign in on another device. So I'm going to tap continue. It asked me for my thumbprint. And oh, see, and now it asks for <laughs> yeah, it wants you verification. To yeah, see, mine wanted me to use iCloud as my primary, not one password. So I ended up having yeah. to put in my password. So this passkey business is a pain in the tush. It, it probably wouldn't be if we weren't using a password manager, but that's not to say that the password manager is complicating things necessarily. I still think you should use a password manager for this, but I think you have to be specific and make sure that you have the check mark checked for only one password. See, I didn't check the check mark next to iCloud keychain 
I just didn't. I just kept it only to one password. But now it's saying, um, for added security, please enter the one-time OTP, one-time password that has been sent to my phone. And then there is a box where it says, don't require OTP in this browser, even though it's not a browser, it's my iPad app. So now I'm going to check my phone and enter this number. And then tap sign in. So it's probably more convoluted for geeks like us because I have multiple logins saved, but had I not, it might've been a little bit simpler. But now I'm signed in. So I mean, either way I got in, I did have to manually enter a verification code, an OTP. That was probably the hardest part, aside from being confused by how many different entries. So I wonder if I try that again, if I clean that up somehow, I have to go and look and see why is it showing me so many different, why is it showing me three different Amazons? Like it's showing me three different versions. And I know it's because I'm using one that I have a shared vault in, but I don't see the other ones in here. So that's something I'll have to go in and I guess look at and clean up and see why it's showing me that. Because I like I have my private account and then I have a shared account. So I wonder if that's part of it. No, it's not in there. So it must be stored somehow. Maybe it still is in my keychain, but I don't have the keychain on. Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to troubleshoot because I don't have an easy explanation for that right now. It's not like, oh, that's why. You know what I mean? Because mm. on my iPad, under settings, under passwords... I only have, I don't have the Amazon saved in my passwords because I use a password manager. Under password options, the only thing I have checked for use passwords and pass keys from is one password. And under setup verification codes using, I only have one password checked. So I don't have those selected. On your, how do you have yours set up? On your iPad for for your under passwords, yeah. When you go to settings, passwords under use passwords and pass keys from. What do you have a blue check mark next to? One password. Okay, same as me. For both of those items, for setup verification codes too. See, I'm not sure why it gave me all those different options. That's confusing. Where is it pulling that from, is what I wonder. Because you got, you got two options, whereas I got, like, what, six? Did you still get multiple options? But you still had to enter your password then. Yeah, it wouldn't take the passkey. I'm looking on one password on my iPad to see if there's duplicates. Looking at our Amazon. And I only see one so yeah, I'm not sure why it's showing me three different varieties and it shows that there's a passkey set on here so again if we're <laughs> struggling can you imagine yeah. other people yeah I hope this gets easier passkeys I watched a little video about it and it's still not clicking as to what the benefit is 
Right, because, I mean, in your case, not in mine, but I mean, in your case, it still asked you for a password. In my case, it still asked me for a second, uh, a two-factor. It still asked me for an OTP, a one-time password. And, and they all have their own vocabulary terms. That's what makes things really confusing, trying to talk about it when they use different vocabulary terms. Like instead of saying 2FA, two-factor authentication, Amazon uses OTP, one-time password. And I can't think of any other any other service or product that uses OTP. I think that's kind of their own thing. Have you ever heard of OTP for anything else? I have, but not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So it's not very common. So I kind of wish, I wish there was some kind of um, universality to it so that or some kind of cohesiveness so that we could talk about it intelligently and not have to say, well, this service uses this vocabulary term. Like AT&T is one of those ones that just drives me nuts because they have, it's been a while because I'm no longer an AT&T customer, but I remember it used to drive me crazy because I would have to go into, like when I would help clients, I would always go into their one password and label each of the line items because they use terminology like pass passcode, password, and then I think there's a phone pin, and they're all different, and you have to know which one they're talking about. Because if you don't, if you don't know right. the vernacular, then, I mean, it's just so yeah, easy to get confused. because one, I know, with Spectrum, if you call, they'll say, and what is your four-digit code? Yes, yeah, you want the code? Your- Do you want the passcode? Do you want the passphrase? Yeah. Do you want the password? Do you want they the print, pin? Do you want they the pin assigned code? You, yeah, they assigned you a code. So to make sure that you are you, once you identify yourself and your address and your phone number, and what is your four-digit code? Okay, it's one, two, three, four. And it's not that I made it up, they did. Right, exactly. And then they go, oh, okay, okay, now I can talk to you. Yep. Yeah, they have uh, an access, they don't call it a username, they call it an access ID. Uh, They call the password a password, and then there's a passcode, and that's four digits, and it can't be anything more than that. And then there are security questions. And then what else did they use? Um, And then there's like, if you're the, how does it go? If you're the primary account holder, like then you have to bless other people on the account in case they need to make Mm -hmm. changes to it. Oh my God. It was just such a mess. That was another reason. They always love my security. What was the the name of your high school mascot? You know, (laughs) your favorite. Aluminum foil. Aluminum foil. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so that's our adventures and pass keys for today. Yeah. We just need a good explanation of why is a pass key better than a name and a password? Yeah, because I mean the what answer are my advantages? is supposed to be that it's supposed to be easier because you don't have to remember a password or a pin or anything like that. But that's not in 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 our experimentation today that didn't really hold true because you still had to enter a password in one instance, and I still had to enter a one-time passcode. And then what happens when you get your new phone? Mm-hmm. Your passkey is attached to that phone. And what if you're sharing an account, like many people do in a family or in a, or in a household? What if you're sharing a login? I mean, maybe this is supposed to discourage people sharing one login but i mean that's just i think that's a little unrealistic for certain people um but you know let's say like we are we're sharing one account login just to you know keep it simple all of our orders are the same i don't have to keep logging into two different accounts to do it um and you have multiple pass keys that have been generated 
But in the case of Amazon, let, let's say, you know, I'll use the, the example of my husband's phone getting stolen. Let's say my phone, my husband's phone gets stolen and one of the kids, you know, saw him enter his passcode. We all know that, you know, how dangerous that is, right? This is why you don't want to use, you don't want to put all of your passwords in your built-in password manager because if someone does see you entering in your code over your shoulder and they, and they get that and they grab it from you, they get the keys to your whole entire city. This is why you want to put up another stopgap and use a password manager, right? So that that's the benefit of, of doing that. But let's just say, for example, he wasn't and some kid stole his iPhone, knew his PIN, logged in, and then just started, you know, went right into Amazon and just started like buying stuff. Well, you could probably thwart that if you were to remove the pass key but how are you going to know which one? It just says two pass keys or, you know, let's say, let's say I, I logged my husband and now it says three pass keys. That's all it tells you. It doesn't differentiate. So how are you going to know which one to revoke? Well, I guess you're going to have to revoke all of them and start the mm-hmm. process all over again. I mean, yep. how is this making our lives easier and more secure? <laughs> you know, because who's yep. going to, who's going to do that? Who's going to think of that? Who's going to go through know. that? That's what we need to know. And on that note, if there are any listeners who want to get in touch with us who have experience with pass keys and want to explain why we should continue using them, Melissa, how would they get in touch with oh, us? Oh, I'm still going to use them just because I'm a geek and I like to tinker and I'm just going to try to keep, you know, batting it and just keep trying to figure it out. Maybe I'll come up with an answer by the next episode. But if you already have the answer, please, you can hit us up on social media. You can follow us over on Mastodon. You can... Uh, check us out on threads. You can uh, look for us individually. So we will have links to all of those in our show notes. But if you want to email us, you can email us the old fashioned way. Our email address is podcast at geekiest show ever. You can go to our website, geekiest show ever.com. There is a contact uh, tab on there that you can, you can click. Um, you could send us an audio message and, you know, we could try to play it on the show. If you have an audio question, there's some other ways. Um, what are the other ways they can, they can follow us where? Well, Mastodon is at geekiest show ever at techhub.social. And for the rest of the, the social links, like Melissa said, just check out the show notes. And you can also find Melissa personally at themacmommy.com. So we'd like to thank you so much for listening. We will be back again in a couple of weeks. And until then, please stay safe.